0: Hello and welcome to Thursday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Joel Sked and on this lower league special, we've not had one in a few weeks, I'm welcomed by, welcomed, I'm joined by Craig G. Telfer. Good evening. And normally I would be introducing Sean McGuigan at this point. That's not the case. <laughs> it's Gary Cocker.
1: You know how there's talk at the moment about changing it so that if you're caught speeding you can attend speed awareness courses instead of getting a fine. I feel like this is the football podcast version of that for me. My team is doing shite and I'm, you, contra- you I'm contractually obliged to do this. Just, we, sorry, we,
0: just, just remind, remind listeners why you specifically are here. Um,
1: the football they are they're not even just in the championship. They are currently fifth in the championship. Could fall to sixth or even seventh this weekend, I believe. The
0: word I was looking for, Gary, was relegated, but...
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, but this is the moment where supporters of these sort of so-called big teams they say, well, the lower leagues is only really League One and, and League Two. That the, the championships—that's that's not lower league football. We're on the TV. And so we are, It counts. <laughs> yeah, that counts. So yeah. That you know. counts, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's at really bad times. With you know about you
1: know,
2: I just embrace it, Gary. Yeah. Just, just embrace it. That's that's what lower league football's there to do. It's Just there to be enjoyed for us all And it's actually the first podcast I've done in uh, about nearly three months.
0: That's what that's what the TV show does to us. It's, it takes up a lot of time.
2: It does. I mean, it's easy enough. I remember when we're trying to organise this it, and Fowler's um, asking everyone, "Can you come on?" I mean, it's easy for him because he's do it in his office. All he really needs is swivel his chair in different direction <laughs> of his desk. And it's, easy for him. it's not so easy for the rest of us who have coming from uh, Glasgow, or the FK postcode. To, to be here tonight, but nevertheless, nevertheless, I'm I'm, I'm delighted to be here, and I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to get cracking on a a sh- veritable smorgasbord. of Is uh, part-time football and Dundee?
0: Yep, and nothing from League One as well. No, no Sean's not here because so. there's going to be another lower league uh, episode next week, and I think Sean McGuigan's going to be on that. Really? Yeah. What a treat? Oh, no, without me no I thought you were going on it is it next week as well I think, I think so you're yeah. oh, contractually Jesus. To do I it was
2: the 19th it doesn't the, the, the marks don't need maybe to, uh, we'll, we'll, the marks we'll, don't, we'll, don't we'll, need to, but Sean and I will be reuniting it'll be like um, Badil and Skinner now, Hugh and Cry Cannon and Ball and various other uh, well known Jules Comedy acts. yeah Comedy acts, du got act? C- Karen Huntley Morkman Wise yeah, oh, right, yeah, yeah. Nice. I'd rather be Morkman Wise than Karen Huntley right.
0: We will be speaking about Dundee. Do not worry, we'll get there. But first, we are going to just do quickly do hotties and knotties. Yeah. Can I can I just kick off with a knotty? So, Craig, you know this. I bought a pair of trainers and from Puma, and they so not Puma Reebok, and they allowed me to personalise them. Mm. I chose to take that option and get and put clever on one, uh, one foot, yep. get a lot on the other. Jurassic Park reference. However. The second E on Clever has fallen off. So now it's Clever R. I feel like I have uh, <laughs> R I feel like I am a a, a DJ in a provincial town. Uh a, a rotund questionable character
2: who's given the name Clever So to, for people that live in these places need need to go out, they need somewhere to go. So you're providing them a service, it doesn't matter what you're calling yourself, as long as it's all legal and it's all
0: <laughs> like, Probably not
2: <laughs> No it's a shame Because those are uh, Those are absolutely uh, Cracking gutties And that was a real USP For them Was getting them Branded like that It's just a real shame To see that's fallen By the wayside At this This juncture
0: Yeah I know it's just, I'm not Bill them. Uh, it fell off in my hand Earlier on
2: Fucking hell
0: <laughs> Someone else Take I'll, up the mantle I'll
2: go for a hottie uh, the, I'm a big fan Of the Adidas Slash Palace Slash Juventus Football kit It was released A couple of weeks ago I bought it As uh, an investment well, no, I bought it with the full of intention of wearing it on the final episode of View from the Terrace, but because it's got a sponsor on it, we weren't allowed to do that. So I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm either going to keep it as an investment, perhaps. Well, maybe I saw it was wrong to cut you off there. I had full intent to wear it, but I might invest in it. I haven't seen the prices going for eBay. I think it's uh, that could make a worthwhile investment for Sir uh, out there.
0: Wasn't there... Uh, wasn't there a lady complaining about people snapping them up, and she wasn't able to buy one yeah. for her son?
2: Yes, she was. But that's say uh, what you if you what you should do is take a day off work and be ready at eleven o'clock on <laughs> the dot for the website to load. I'm not joking. See when I actually put it in my basket and I got the this wheel sound, the wheel spinning, saying that your transactions in order. I haven't felt a rush like that since. I don't know when, but it was this uh, the TV uh, show got a second season? Oh my goodness, what a laugh. Um, I had the very same experience getting tickets for The Killers, who are playing at the, Stadium. The Falkirk Stadium. Falkirk Stadium. In Grangemouth. Yes, in Grangemouth. Um, oh, good luck. Um, don't take your car, because traffic around that area is really poor. i remember that. Um, <laughs> <I'll go>. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for it. Um, I
1: am going to go with a Hottie, and this one is partly directed at Graham Fullis, who refuses to believe me, but. HelloFresh, it has revolutionised my eating in the last. Year. Oh, yeah,
2: I've. What's, what's, what's HelloFresh, Gary?
1: So, HelloFresh, I promise this is not a hashtag ad, as you would have to say that's on Instagram. Gifted, um, yeah, that's a new one. Basically, I was running out of ideas for what to make from a tea. It was just a rolling uh, track of fajita, lasagna, um, fish and chips, just shite. I was eating terribly. Um, but with HelloFresh, what you can do is you get a box delivered to your door. Any day of the week, it can have two, three, four, or five meals in it. You get the recipe cards as well. Very good. Um, it's useful because it sort of rotates, so old favourites do come back, but you get to try out different things. You get the ingredients perfectly measured, so you don't have, as I still do, uh, three of those little jars of thyme, each with about 5% of it used, so you actually get the exact... You know, there
0: is, there's, there's a few companies like that kicking about, yeah, and I the good thing is about with the cards is I've, I've, I've had a couple of um, I think have had a, a, a couple of boxes before and the good thing is about the cards you can keep them and you yeah. can just buy the ingredients and and it, it, I've it's actually good. done that with a
1: few yeah. of the recipes there's an
2: excellent chicken piccata so it can now make garlic butter is yes. the stuff? I'm like I'm a big proponent of Slimming World is, is the stuff Slimming World approved? I don't know if it is but
1: the meals you um, when you sign up you can select if you're a vegetarian or if you've got allergies it takes account of that um, it lists if the meals are what they call Family meals, which are my favourite because they're massive, or if they're balanced meals, which is probably smaller than five hundred calories. The majority
0: favorite. of them are healthy; like they're all healthy, oh, yeah. healthy meals. Yeah, like the ones where I just
1: chuck lots of butter in—not so much, but that's my lookout. Nobody else's. I like butter. Yeah, it's great. Um, so that's my hottie. Um I'll go with my naughty, which is the Ballon d'Or, um, not because I disagree with uh, Messi getting it, but because it reopened that. Very tiresome argument about is Messi or Ronaldo the best footballer in the world? Mm-hmm. As Pierce Morgan came out with some stats saying
2: that uh, Ronaldo scored more international goals. Right. Uh, the, well, you it's, know, it's, so when, this, this is this is what he wants. This is what he wants you to. Do. He wants you to debate him. He wants you to, to engage with him. You just don't. I'm, so that's Pierce Morgan can shut up and fuck off. As far as I'm concerned, that sort of sums up
1: where I was going with that. So. Nice, nice, yeah, all
2: nice. Uh, Philip Schofield actually naughty the way he cozied up to Boris Johnson uh, on his interview and posed for a selfie with him. Absolutely pathetic, glad handing, and you should be ashamed of yourself. How do I follow this? <laughs> I can't wait to know <laughs> <be laughs>
0: what yours is. <laughs> no, I would just say it was it was a hottie. Okay. Pubs during the festive period. I love them. You go ah, and yeah, they're yeah, all they're all yeah, yeah. Um, they're all dressed up. Mm-hmm. But it no, makes me want to the, go to the pub more even though I want to cut back on my drinking I, I, I end up drinking yeah, listen
2: Joe you're looking well at the moment I think a man you're entitled to have a couple of laggers at the moment man you know, just enjoy yourself up. oh uh, well. it's <laughs> <well. laughs> <laughs> great we've, we've been on here for nearly 10 minutes and we haven't even discussed uh, the football yet we will I'm alright with that I'm making a lot of money out of my whole Fresh Air, so. <laughs> we will
0: so, diving straight in to League 2, we are going to talk
2: about Cove Rangers. Yes, Cove, Cove Rangers, the league leaders in, in, in League 2, have an absolutely blistering start to the season, but it hit a very unexpected uh, skid on Saturday when they played Anan Athletic. They were absolutely thumped by the Galabankies going down 6-1, and this was despite taking the lead itself. Uh, what I really wanted To draw your attention to Is the match report On the Cove Rangers website Ah I don't know yes I if you guys Had any chance to do it Yes right? yes yes So this is it In the first three paragraphs This is what it mentions Cove Rangers field up, fielded A weakened team They had six First team players Missing including Fraser Fivey And top goalscorer Mitch Meginson, Daniel Higgins And Harry Milne had to leave the match injured. They could only list two field outfield substitutions, and then Declan Glass picked up a late red card for a wild tackle. So straight away, it was the 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 odds immediately were stacked against little old Cove Rangers, and, and <laughs> they they barely gave any credit to an Athletic. And I think this that sort of match report is a, it's kind of a hallmark of the way Cove Rangers have conducted themselves in. Certainly certainly since they came into the SPFL but you want to go back a little bit further. Remember when they played Cowden Beef? At Central Park In the playoff game And they they really—I A a contest that they Really should have won But ended up um, Ended up losing I'm sure it was like Big Jordan Sheeran Had an excellent game for them it was very instrumental in that And they've always Kind of come across As a bit um, Ungracious losers And I think this match report um, Sort of Feeds into that
0: My favourite aspect Of the match report Was the fact that They started with A weakened team But weakened was uh, In capital letters
2: This This doesn't normally happen But really We had no choice so it'll be interesting to see How Cove Rangers bounce back from this Because they've got Edinburgh City Away at the weekend So in terms themselves
0: of, haven't been playing that great
2: I mean, Edinburgh City, what was, their, what was their score At the, the, the weekend um, Forgive me, I've, I didn't have the chance to check to, to, to look up Edinburgh City But they're only five points behind them So um, Declan Glass will be out suspended And I think that um, Higgins and Milne Probably miss out They're still missing Like we say 5-8 And, and Megginson So if you're going to play Cove Rangers Now's the ideal time But they've all got got Their, their ready made excuse For the fact They've got depleted numbers But it's an interesting battle At the top of Of League One I don't, certainly don't think Cove Rangers I still think they'll win it But I certainly don't think They're going to have it All their own way How do you think Paul Hartley's handling The heat Of the title race? Oh the the, the joke That was going around was that this is the sort of results that the season jack his job in because he did it when he was the Alloa manager. I think when they went into the championship, they lost was it five games in a row, which mm. isn't the worst on a form, particularly given the circumstances. And he jacked his job in to join Dundee, which, I mean, that's a big career move for him. And he did, for certainly for the first 18 months or so, did, did, did very well at Dundee. Nevertheless, how's he handling the pressure? Well, you wait and see, because one result, but one result becomes two results. Then suddenly, Edinburgh City. Like say, if Edinburgh City win, there, there's two points off the off them. Aye, that's uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how he does. Cause, like it's, it's, say, it's,
0: it's gracious. It's interesting. You, you have mentioned Hartley because Ewan, Ewan Taylor, who claims to be a podcaster, who um, listens mm, to the li- li- to the show. He asked our very own Craig uh, Craig Anderson, aka SPL Stats, about the the heaviest league defeat suffered by a team that went on to win the league. That, that season and Craig obviously delivered uh, Paul Hartley's 2011-12 Division 3 winning Aloua side were beaten 5-0 twice yeah. during that campaign was against Elgin
2: am I right insane
0: Elgin and Berwick oh,
2: my goodness the yes very, very, real, real sliding doors moment for but do you think the
0: the fact that he only named three subs two of which were outfield players Against Annan was almost a message to the the board. I know they had a lot of players sure, out injured, yeah, but the, the I think they had performed. There's there was players who could have stepped
2: up from the, the youth team. Yeah, yeah that, that's strange. I'm sure that the, their their youth team had had won. Comfortably uh, through the week. So if you if you are in a position where you can only name three substitutes to of which are outfield players, you think the sensible thing would do would, even if it's just for you've got no intention of playing them, but even if it's just involving them so they know what it's like to be part of a matchday squad for, for a big game, you know guys that you might need to turn to. Then I I think that was that was very foolhardy. Is it sending a message out to the board? Uh, perhaps I, I do think though that, that Cove, if any team. Is in a position to to strengthen in January as Cove. There's no secret that they've got one of the biggest budgets, if not the biggest budget in that division. I think it's an attractive prospect for players. I think, if, uh, and I'm not just talking about I'm talking players in general. If you think about like uh, guys who are looking to unattached guys who are looking to reestablish themselves, come and play at Cove for like a month, mm-hmm. uh, get games under your belt get fitness and then you're in a better position to go and kick on and look for a club or if we've seen with guys like uh, Chris Antoinette Declan Glass if you want to send young players good young players you know they'll get game time and they'll they'll be playing in a a winning team and I think that's important for the mentality for instance Declan Glass he's in loan until January and I think if he's not kept on and Dundee United do want to bring him back I think he's got a very good chance of, of breaking into the Dundee United side so yeah, I do think I don't think Cove will, will strengthen, but it's just these are the interesting bits. It's how you know it's, a, it's an old cliche. Cliches are true for a reason, though. It's a, you learn more from defeat than you do from victory, and how Paul Hartley and his team bounces back from here. I'm I'm keen to I'm keen to see.
0: Yeah, I think that Edward, the Edinburgh City game is. Well, Perhaps one of the biggest in the SWFL this this weekend. Yeah. Edinburgh City were beaten two one by Queens Park at the weekend. So they were,
2: so they were, because that was, was going to, that was the mailbag question that, that was relating to that game. To be fair, what I would say, although the the scoreline uh, was was two one to Queens Park, it didn't necessarily reflect the performance. Edinburgh City had two free kicks that hit the post in the first half. William, Muir made a couple of decent saves. There was some uh, quite dogged rearguard action from the spiders. So although it finished two one and and Queens Park scored two very good goals of their own. Uh, that only really tells half the half the story so I do think that, that if I was uh, backing if I was looking at that match between uh, Edinburgh City and Cove Rangers, I'd probably back Edinburgh City to win that game Do you think there's any other teams in the league who could break the duopoly or is it no. very much a two horse no. race? race? I think it is very much a two horse race I think the, you know the, the teams with the most money they're the ones that can attract the best players Edinburgh have got a great situation because, because of the location even though their ground is uh, I, dare I say it is their ground the, the worst in the SPFL Edinburgh City Park yeah yeah, nah, rubbish just, yeah, you know, uh,
0: Coles is up there I know it's new not but a I've, chance, I've not a chance to, to is go it this way
2: I've played on Edinburgh City's grounds. yes well, Meadowbank or Ainsley Park Ainsley Park, Ainsley Park. Ainsley Park. so Right, okay, well, if they're letting the likes of you, uh, <laughs> eh, that's the old jobber, <laughs> I think it is going to be a toss right? Like They're like, say, Edinburgh have got a, a big advantage because of the location. Um, that that's very attractive to players, and, and and Cove being outside Aberdeen, they do have the pool of getting some some guys who perhaps wouldn't normally get the chance to play in the SPFL unless it's like for likes of Peterhead, that they can take them on board. And as we mentioned, loan players, I think. Between the two of them Sorry Not between them Beneath the two of them There is the, the third and fourth Are up for grabs And I do think Any side Outside Breakin City Can go for them I do Because we are seeing like Annan Athletic for instance Anan Athletic are in Fourth place at the fourth, moment yeah They've kind of crept into Fourth place And this is just Off the back of a couple Of decent results You know previously um, To the run at the moment They're on uh, They've got four wins And six Prior to that they got two points Out of five So it shows you how how tight the league is that a good run of form can, can put up it. For instance, Cowden Beef... I, I don't think they can necessarily sustain their form, but they, because of that run they had at the start of the season, they put themselves in a fantastic position. That's all you really need. You know, mm-hmm. you can get a clutch of results that can keep you there, or later on in the season a clutch of results that can fire you up there at the expense of someone else.
1: And it'll also be because, of course, there'll be smaller squads. So if, if there's a few injuries that crop up in the busy, d-
2: definitely, support, you know, there, there, there's, there's, I think most teams in the division will have the player. You know that if yeah. he's out of the team. The team's really, really going to struggle. For instance, like uh, I think, uh, look at Edinburgh City, for instance, if uh, Blair Henderson, something was to happen to him at Queen's Park, a guy who's emerged as a, a, one of the best strikers in the division, Slim Kuder Aisa, if he's injured at Queen's Park, they don't have guys that can step up. You take Slim out of that team, Queen's Park would really struggle. You take Blair Henderson out of Edinburgh City, although they've got a, a slightly bigger team, but you take him, you're not, you, you know, there's not, it's not as if you can say we've got four strikers at the club that can all do different things. You'll have one really good striker and a bunch of guys that say, oh Christ, if he has to play, we'll need, to, we'll need yeah. to let him on. So, yeah, squad size is really important. I think that going back to the point about Cove Rangers, that's something you're seeing. If you do take a couple of players out, and Cove, for instance, it was six, which according to their match report, <laughs> then that, you are going to struggle <laughs> off the back. You're going to be weakened. <laughs> weakened. Before moving on to the bottom of the table,
0: I just because I was just about to mention about and Meath, the fact that if they could score more goals, they would definitely be in the race for the uh, the, the, the title. As they've got only conceded 12 in 13 games. And I was going to say, oh, that's the best defensive record in the league. It's not Sterling Albion in 7th I've only conceded 11 goals in 14
2: games. Yeah, but Sterling Albion are garbage to watch because a lot of their results are like one nils, nil nils. I'd say you've got to say fair play to Kevin Rukowitz. It's so. Still now Albion have been in the doldrums for a wee while. You go back to the 17-18 season when they were, a, for, certainly for the first half of the season, they were a great shout to win League 2. They had um, Peter McDonald, Darren Smith playing up front with them, Callum Morrison, who was on loan from Hart and Midlothian. Guys who were making a real impact in that division. And then, over the latter part of the season, fell away. They finished in third place, but were easily beaten in the playoffs by Peter Head. The following season, Dave McKay soldiered on, but all the goodness from the first part of his, his season there that that disappeared. Rutkiewicz has come in, and I think he's he's got them playing as a sort of quite a stolid brand of football. They're not the most exciting side; they're, they're probably the probably the least interesting side in that division, just in terms of taking all things into main existentialism. Actually, the two least two interesting sides of the division. Uh, but yeah, the, he's, he's, doing a, he's doing a decent job there. I think in young Sean Heaver, they've got a player who's, who's got a bit of potential there who might have the opportunity to move further in his career.
0: I would, just before we move on, I would just like to direct people to the Annan Athletic highlights uh, of their defeat of Cove. Mm-hmm. Firstly, because of the Cove, uh, Cove Rangers defending for like three of the, the, the six oh, goals. Yes. Uh, two unusual penalties as well. But at 5-1, an Anan sh- fan shouts, it's no time for showboating.
2: If there is any time for <laughs>
0: showboy that's when you're up in the top of the, team, that top
2: is, of the table, 5-1. That's, that's football support. <laughs> I remember a match, this was a few years ago, when we were playing at Air United. Stenny were 3-0 up going into half-time and then right at the start of the second half, Air United uh, conceded a penalty and got a man sent off. Stenny scored the penalty, 4-0. So for the rest of the match, it was really boring, but it was just professional. And four shouting and moaning at the Stenny players, get it forward, get it forward. It's like, guys... See the game, right? you know, manage, manage the game, you know, don't let anything daft happen. So, I just think football's not that I'm, not that I'm better than them or anything, but uh, some football sports is a bit thick. Just I'm be grateful. grateful. I don't, just be grateful. How often, I think that was probably pound for pound since since he joined the SPFL, and Athletics' most impressive performance in the league, certainly. And that's uh, that's how some, some Galabankis are, are treating that. I'd show a bit of respect. I'm looking straight at the microphone when I'm saying <laughs> that. I grow up. <laughs> you mentioned Steny Steny have had a decent week yeah yes yes the, the, the week they were involved on Tuesday night in a, a thoroughly thoroughly entertaining match with Elgin City it finished two each Elgin City scored two goals in the space of two minutes midway through the first half Dreadful, dreadful goals to lose for the Warriors. The first one was one of those, one of those, you know, one of those balls that just pings around in the area and doesn't properly get cleared. There's player's hacking at it, never gets cleared, and it just falls to someone about twelve yards go, just puts the laces through, it, goes into the net. And that's how the first goal happened. That was Kane Hester scored. The second one was an absolute shambles. It was one of those big floaty crosses in towards the back post. The wing uh, wingback Alan Cook standing underneath it, waiting for it to seemingly hit off his head, but then the Elgin the Elgin players at McEwan just jumped over the top of him and headed it and it was just pathetic absolutely pathetic but Steny came back into it they've signed um, one of the players probably most eye-catching signing in League 2 they signed Botti Biabi as a free agent um, uh, he's he had, there's an agent who's got him and Ryan Blair he's the guy that took them down to Swansea he's put them in at Stenhouse Muir yeah. just until January and there's, there's a number of scouts at the, the game watching. if they watch Biabi, Biabi will be away, no bother in, in January, because he's far, far too, you can say what he was like at Hamilton Ackeys, and he like, was kind of hot and cold at Falkett, but my goodness, at that level, he's superb, he's, he conceded it, but he won a penalty and scored from it, and then the game was just end to end, since so we had so many chances in the second half, but with 15 minutes to go, Elgin came back into it, and they put shots past the post, they hit the post twice, and then five minutes into injury time, big Andy Munro, uh, he steps up and nets from a, a corner, so one of those games that's where you're quite grateful for the for the point, but it could it could easily go either way. And, and, and prior to that, he beaten Brecon City two one, which was massive because it's, um puts nine points between themselves and Brecon at the bottom of the table. Still, a funny side to work out exactly what they are. Stenny under Davy Irons, I think that the, the impression I get is that he's doesn't really rate a lot of the players inherited. For instance, Mark McGuigan's been on the bench the last two weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, it's ahead of, um, sorry, behind Biabi. But from what I've seen, i only seen Biabi once, but Biabi at least a lot better and a lot more mobile. The, the,
0: the one thing that caught my eye, well, the main thing that caught my eye when I watched the uh, highlights against Breakin was like early on, a ball went into him and he just used his str- like yeah. a Brecon player went to challenge him. He just right. used his sh- uh, strength, he's, and but the the, uh, the defender just bounced off yeah, him. Yeah, totally. I
2: mean, he's what I noticed about him. He's he's not the tallest player, but he's winning headers. Like he's something. That's a, a long-standing criticism of Mark McGuigan that he doesn't use his strength well enough. And I do think Mark McGuigan's just like a, quite a built guy, but not necessarily strong. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You and yeah. you know, you know, I, know that. it's just all glamour muscle that he have got he That's some McGuigan doesn't do enough Whereas Biabi, is, he can back into defenders He can come short from defenders He can spin off and behind He's just he's a constant nuisance I mean, it's all a small sample size Because it's just the one match But I'm really, really impressed with him I, 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 I don't think they'll, they'll keep him beyond January The other player was Ryan Blair Obviously another player who played 80-odd sort of games for Falkirk Before moving to Swansea He is quite classy I think though that when you're playing at League What two, mate when you're playing at League 2 You're not going to get All day in the ball Just remember that I'm looking at the microphone I guess, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm speaking directly To Ryan Blair But a number of times When he was caught in possession Like sending nice passing And then it would come to him And just just slow down So he needs to get up to speed But you know something It's one of those situations That If he does well He'll get his move If he does well The club do well So it's It's one of those And so just enjoy them While well that well, well, yeah. I don't mean to jump ahead here,
1: but um, you mentioned Stenny beating Bruchin, and mm. um, do you think Bruchin
0: are we'll get from? we'll get on to that? We'll get onto that. I was just going to ask about I was going to ask about Stenny and because it's you've had like, kind of differing feelings about Stenny throughout the kind of throughout yes, the season. Yeah. What is your view now? Do you think it's going to be a case that they? I think you kind of mentioned it a lot earlier that they can get into the playoffs. They can. I think every
2: team other than Breakin's capable of finishing. Maybe Albion over as mm. well, but every team's capable of finishing in the the top four. And it's it's a competitive division. It's not necessarily a lot of quality beyond the beyond the top two. I think that. Stay. have got massive problems defensively. We need recruit. We need new players. Do you think play. that'll
0: be that'll happen? I mean, do you think? have uh, been told.
2: I've been told that there's money. There's there's still money available. But there'll for be players.
0: in January. Will be a yeah. I, a big I, I shift. do
2: think so. I, I do think so. There's a couple of guys that have come in already, like Jonathan Tiffany. Who uh, he's he's coming. did wasn't too sure about watching him against Elgin, but he's coming to play at, at, at right back. I'm sorry right wing back they, they need a, a left wing back as well because Scott McLaughlin Scott McLaughlin's done a, a really good turn for the Warriors he signed from Edgesport Academy and played at a whole host of clubs played at like Eyre, Clyde, Peterhead um, Morton you know well known face in the lower leagues I think he came in as a player slash fitness coach and I think he's surprised at how often he's played but I think that says more about the rest of the guys that Colin McMenamin brought in than it is about Scott McLaughlin I think Aye Aye There'll be a turnaround in players I think but a, a hard player in central midfield A new left back they're the, they're the two ones If Biabi Stays brilliant But if he doesn't Probably another forward Some of the guys Irons has brought in I've not been too sure A guy Is it Jordan Armstrong a, a boy from Motherwell Looks like a football player but he's not a football player. Like he's, he's big and he's tall and he can handle the ball, but my goodness, the number of times when the ball goes to him. Young boys, he don't want to be too hard on him. I he was at Motherwell for a number of years, but... Wait and see. I think there'll be a lot of clubs looking to get to January and thinking of turning over their squads. Perhaps about this next club that we're about to move on to talk yes, about.
0: Yes, a, a perfect segue. Breaking Mark Wilson will surely kind of just rip up and start again. I think he'll
2: need to. I think he'll need to are in R and Big bother. They would all gone into that match against Stennis. We were thinking this. This is a great chance for us to. To close that gap at the bottom of the table You know, re-establish our credentials As a, sort of like a difficult site to beat Make Glebe Park a difficult place To come to, and they, and they really failed in at the match, I think you described it Joel's view for the terrace as a potential stinkfest uh, I wasn't there sadly But by all accounts, the the, the people I spoke to said it was a, a, a whole game Of football that, that Steny were just glad To, to, to get out from With uh, with the three points But for, for, for Breakin, there's there's a huge, huge anxieties as to what's going on at the club at the moment. If, if Beacon do get relegated, and it's, it's certainly certainly very likely on, on, on current form, they'll go into the Highland League. And if Beacon go into the Highland League, they'll be, by some distance, the most southerly team. And I think that, yeah. ah, they're with the most southerly team. I'm trying to who the, the, the closest Highland League team I was going to say... Infernoe? Infernoe infra- 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 locals? Infernoe locals outside S- Aberdeen? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, what, 100 miles away? Probably, yeah.
1: probably not done. And obviously, it will be the Highland League. Yeah. But if it was the Lowland League, again, it would just be the same distance. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, that's, it's, that's it's the thing. They're it's really, awkward they're place.
2: really yeah. isolated. And a lot of Brecon's players uh, are based in the central belt. I'm sure if they if they used to, if they don't still do, they certainly used to train at Little Littlecairce, which is just a outside Falkirk and Gainsmouth. And it's right on the motorway, so it's very, very easy for boys from Glasgow and, and Edinburgh to, to, to get to. But you've got to think if you were a central based player, why would you want to travel where every, I mean, going to Brecon's at a fair distance, but then you're going to like Wick Academy, well, yeah. Clack teams like all the way, you think, I don't know, that's not for me. I, I was told by someone who reasonably well placed. That 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 Brecon talk they might fold if they go into the the Lowland League. As, that's why I get part of the Highland League is severe as that. Mm-hmm. Would you be would be horrendous? You know, horrendous for a for a club like like Brecon or once like the the absolute the the byword for. Good, a good part-time team. Like Michael O'Neill started his managerial career there. You know he's he's done done very well for himself since. You know, the byword for stability in part-time football, to, to for them to fold would be an absolute disgrace. But you talk about Mark Wilson turning over the squad. I think there'll be a there's going to be money made available to him because of this fear about finishing bottom. I think he will have the capacity to sign players. But it's like, how do you attract players? in that sort of position what do you say to it like we've talked about Cove Rangers maybe signing free agents what would you rather do you could make more money go and play for a title league winning side or you could make money by potentially being part of a team that's relegated out of the the SPFL the other
1: thing is I've not been following the Logan League that closely yet this season but what you're seeing time after time is players going to the likes of East Kilbride mm. or Kelty Hart you know
0: you, you said not following it yet as if to say I'm going to expect <laughs> to follow it because I've I'm done slow- these to <laughs> I'm
1: just slowly building up my knowledge Um no, because you see like, East Erlandshire have mm. gone into the Lowland League And just, well they've not disappeared I think they're roughly mid-table Yeah, yeah top-end And uh, Berwick Rangers, the same And it's one of those things that it's like any relegation to any
2: league If you're not careful you'll just get sucked Definitely. in but, the, but, but these <laughs> leagues are, are really difficult I think the team that goes down a, a, lot, a lot of the time, the team goes down You think well, they, they've got a chance for the playoffs You don't have that because there are no playoffs in that division yeah. You have to win it It's such a bottleneck in
1: the Lowland League and in the Highland, well, the Highland Leagues just Bro r- Rangers to. Fraser
2: Fraserburgh at top of that table. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm sure Fraserburgh are one of the teams to be trifled with. But regardless, that's that's mm-hmm. that's one of the problems, and I think it's there's a case as we spoke about on uh, last week's episode of You for the Terrace that is probably a good case for, for for league reconstruction. But but breaking, I don't know what what, what Mark Wilson does because he's. The, the the experienced guys the the, the guy the, the well known names in that team you got Paul McManus Paul McManus is doing very well at breaking you know Paul McManus is, is is scoring goals holding the ball up bringing other people into play making a nuisance of himself but I mean he's what thirty six thirty seven I think you can't really expect someone at that age to to, to carry the whole team the other guys like Doogie Hill. Dougie Hill was awful against with a beat 5-2 by Queen's Park Dougie Hill had a really really poor game was substituted at half time and then dropped for, for the following match it was a 5-2 against Annan. in fact and then there's, there's, there's Ryan McCord and Ryan McCord God everyone was a lot of people I say a lot of people a lot of people online were like oh Ryan McCord would be a brilliant signing for, for Breakin but there's a reason he's playing at Breakin it's because he's not fit enough he can't get around the pitch He's think, a brilliant technician, but he just can't get around the pitch. I'm
1: pretty sure he was playing for Brecon in the pre-season game against Dundee, um, and he didn't look like a footballer Aye. to me. Um, I think with the signs that you're saying, I think one of the issues is that Brecon are quite well placed for if they wanted to bring in players on loan from you know Dundee or Dundee United or Aberdeen. Um, but the problem is, obviously, if you're bringing in loan players, they wouldn't necessarily be as... Um, Financially invested mm-hmm. Shall we say In oh, uh, you know, keeping the team up So it's absolutely. really difficult and,
2: and if you were If you were like a, a the, the head of youth at, at Dundee United And you're looking at Breakin It's like Why would I want to send Guys yeah. to to a team That's getting beat Every week they're playing On a minging pitch It's not going to be good A stressful situation A stressful but, situation yeah. You know, it's, uh, the, you know I, I do think it'd probably be good In like Sort of like Toughening up But it'd be the same way As like Being thrown in an Oubillette You know And having rats Poured in top coffee you. <laughs> That's a sort of toughening up. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a similar, similar situation. So I you know i so I'd really, really. As long as it's not the expensive any, I, I really hope Brecon can 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 pull themselves out. But I mean, the, the teams coming up, you'd get a lot. Of, like, see, for instance, like a, a, if Kelty were to come up, I, I think that Kelty would have a lot to offer the leagues. You know, Bonnie, Bonnie Rig Rose, for instance. Yeah. If Bonnie, no, it's like yeah, not so much Kelty If Bonnie Rig Rose came up, they would have tons of stuff to offer the leagues. Um, so it's just it's just a horrible position, and this bottleneck is just a real, really, real s- sickener. And especially
0: I, when it, it gets to the, the it gets to the point where you mentioned the potential of just closing up shop, yeah, breaking I scary. Like a, they are they're a, a traditional, famous club within Scottish football, yeah. Like the Hedge, yeah. Just, yeah they're, 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 there's there's so many threads to pull at it. Up.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. I, hope, I, I really really hope that's that's right. not the case, I don't know, it's not the case, but. Apparently as well The the same well-placed source uh, Informed me that They are doing their best They want to try and uh, Rally support for Reformation At the bottom Of uh, League 2 whether or not that's going to be brought in in time, <laughs> <laughs> to, to, can, you, can you bring in your legislation midway through a season? What <laughs> to, to, to close off, to close yes, off any promotion? Uh, I, really? uh, <laughs> uh, oh man, it, it, it's horrendous. But you know, it's something that's like you bring in these rules. They, I think the rule was ostensibly for like for East Stirlingshire, mm-hmm. who who had mm-hmm. you know, who, finished bottom for so long, and you know, clubs do. Th- I do that. You find natural. You know, I don't want something of like I'm like a eugenicist or anything, but you know, you find your natural level and stuff like that. Everything bottoms out. You if you find your space, but I don't think you can do that in the Lowland League or the Highland League because it's so it's so weird.
1: And do you think that that was maybe partly what happened to Brecon, which was that you're talking about levels there? Obviously, they very unexpectedly got promoted to the Championship, and ever since then it's been
2: no. I, in my my lifetime, uh, Brecon have always been on uh, top four League One club, second division club. Brecon have always been uh, that that. I I just think that the whoever's running the club, some of the decisions they've made or not made. I think the the, the one of the worst things they did in the championship was not even the championship, or the year they relegated to the championship. Darren Dodge should have been gone uh, long before that. Darren Dodge, Dodge and it's no disrespect to him, but you can't go, can't, you can't not win a game all season, you can't pick up four games and expect to keep your job. That's just unacceptable. And the fact that they kept him on. And not bringing someone new. I mean, the whole club needed refreshed. That's one of the reasons why they went down. Because yeah. I think there was there was already that losing mentality, and you start the season with the guy who's who's responsible for overseeing that. It's just, just crazy.
1: That's actually a brilliant link to the next club
0: we were oh. going to talk about. It was it was, it was, it, was <laughs> it was better than my one. Of, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> so, Partick Thistle. Yes. They were beaten five one by Donferblin the weekend, yeah. and magically Thomas O'Ware, after his Twitter exploits in recent weeks, following their win over Greenock Morton, made a kind
2: of himself. Oh man, honestly, it's like I, was, I was going I've to, not seen this what he done. Thomas O'Ware, former former Greenock Morton yeah. player, you know, he's he's a bit of a big noise. Fancies himself so wee bit, you know. Uh, his, uh, his own opinion of himself Isn't perhaps commensurate with reality I think it, it's fair to say right? But Joint Party Thistle like, Hasn't been very good for them at all They beat Greenup Morton 2-1 And he went on Twitter Posted that picture Of Kermit the Frog Drinking some tea And he went mm, Awful quiet on here And so everyone Well i say everyone There was like the People piled in Slagging off And it's like Really Fucking just shut your mouth Just really immature behaviour your, your team, Partick Crystal Are bottom of the table Looking increasingly bereft At the bottom of the table yeah. And you're noising off A bunch of wee Morton toys ah, Grow grew up man And then Fast forward to Saturday mm. Three minutes in He...
0: Fannied about with the with the ball to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> was dispossessed and then brought down Greg Kilty, who was bearing down and goal. Who Kilty didn't really seem to know what
2: he was going to do. No, and, could have just just stick behind him, a yeah, goalkeeper. Like. Yeah,
0: and the, probably the best thing happened for Kilty was that like, aware filled him again. It was it was quite soft to bring down, but it was ultimately uh, red carded. Red card all day long, and uh, it just went from bad to worse for Thistle. What? I thought Ian McCall was going to come in and change it
1: I think the problem is that he can't really Change it until January um, Because the squad that he's left And I think he's said as much Perhaps more politely in public Than he has in private um, That the squad that he was left by Caldwell Is just Mm -hmm. not up to the job at all um, when he first came in, he got a little bit of a reaction. I think his first game back was a 3-1 defeat of Inverness. No, he did. He got a new bouncy. Yep. He, got, he got a bouncy um, Dundee, you know? Yep, that was a bit of a freak result. We'll come on to Dundee later. <laughs> <laughs> we will come on to that later. So um, sloppy, isn't um, it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not happy about that. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's been defeats which could be... Very damaging, um, I think, at home to Queen of the South, Mm -hmm. um, which you know, if you have a look at the um, the bottom of the championship, we can discuss this in more detail a little bit later. But I think the three teams that are going to be coming and run.
2: um, No, I'm just saying that
1: they they should almost be in a little mini league with Alwa, Morton and you could maybe argue Queen of the South as well. Um, And you know, at the moment, they're still two points behind Alwa. Um, and they're four points behind Greenock Moran who have got a game in hand as well. Yeah. Um, so the new manager bounce got them a little bit, but since then they've just basically regressed back to where they were before.
2: Yeah, they had a couple of good results in the cup. They they beat Pennycook Athletic one 0 You know, <laughs> a, I was going like uh, to say Pennycook. they players at but Pennycook, always always up to no good. You know, and then they, they beat Muir four one in the in the in the Challenge Cup. It's a one of the, probably the most disappointing thing for Ian McCall because you can sign you can sign a load of shite for like England you know like guys who you've never heard of guys that have played the teams like in the conference and who come up to Scotland one in ten of them are alright you know I'm thinking like who was the boy that, that uh, the the scout uh, Steve Marsala who was at Inverness Cali Thistle did that they would they would bring up whole hosts of guys in the back of vans. Yeah, like, from kettering <laughs> Town. <yeah. and> <laughs> you know some of them turned into like uh boy James Vincent was one yeah, was one of the guys right. he he turned to be all right like all right thing. But then you know so these guys are always a mixed bag but then you kinda of look at the guys at, at at Thistle who are sort of well known around the Lower Leeds think Tam O'Ware Tam Ware was all right at Morton. You know, Tammy was pretty good at Morton. Let's be honest, because and he could play in a number of positions. The season that Morton won the won the League One, that'd be fourteen fifteen. Like Owea played up front, played at centre back, played at full back, played in central midfield, and he was probably the Morton's most important player next to Declan McManus that season he's 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 not done it. I mean, he was injured all the last year and you're kind of expecting him to, to come in this year and, and, and improve things. He hasn't really improved things at all and it's whether his, his injury is, is is limiting what he's able to do or whether in fact he's just a bit shit. Could it be a bit of both? Stuart Bannigan, a guy who at one <laughs> point looked like he, he could have been in a, like a really, really good play, you know, the sort of guy that could maybe go on and play for like, a, like an Aberdeen or a Hibs or someone like that like a quite good use of the ball could get it stuck in. He's been crap. Dario Zanata, who's, who's done well in the lower leagues and known spells at like Aloe and Queen's Park and so he's not been very good. Yeah. You know, so you kind of got to like a, a mail of some of the guys that you kind of, you, you think you can hang your hat on. And then these, these jobbers like Osman Kaké, if I pronounced that correctly, like, you know, it's just... And was, interesting
0: just that McCall did say that he'd, um, he was interested in Zanata bringing him to air. But the fact that obviously Patrick Thistle came in from that, you'd imagine you'd not build his team around him, but he'd still be a key key element. I've never been a massive fan of him. But what what does he need to what does he need to change? Everything
1: he needs to fix Shay Gordon, who's out for three months injured. I think he's a massive player for Thistle, mm. and not having him is a big hole. He got um, the two goals
2: against in that game against Morton.
1: Yeah, cling um, on to Cole okay. as well um, in midfield. I Think he scored. He he's scored True, he's he's, He scored against Don as well yeah. um, So I think he's one of their um, Quality players I think one of the other things McCall could probably Do with doing in January Is Trying to He's not going to manage To shift them on But think about what to do With the likes of It pains me to say it, Gary Harkins Even Kenny Miller um, You know it's a uh, Stephen Saunders as well it's a lot of these guys who are in their mid to late 30s now who can, you, don't actually you, imagine. Could, yeah, you can easily imagine that the argument would be they've got the experience they'll be able to talk the team through it but you could also argue that they experience would experience
0: is sometimes not
2: a great thing
1: no um, it can sometimes lead to complacency um, or imagining, well, it's fine. It's only Aloha and Morton above us. They're about to See, slip no, ups. I'm about
2: up Miller. Um, I think Miller's. Uh, my perception of Miller, he's sort of been one of the shining lights. I'm sort of know not so much a shining light, but quite like a maybe a dim bulb in the distance. Then, I would, it's, it's doing okay.
1: From speaking to Thistle fans, he is doing, and I know this is going to shock you. All, so, everybody, listen, sit down. He has been. Going further and further back the pitch to try and get the ball to the extent where he's almost playing right back at times. Um, it's just classic Kenny Miller. And it's clearly because he's used to, throughout his career, being you know, the target man, being the guy up top, getting a lot of supply. And it must be really frustrating for him in his twilight years when he would maybe hope, you know, I'll go down to the championship, score for fun. To instead be dragged into a relegation battle, where he's having to try and create his own chances. Yeah, um, completely. Agree with you. I think uh, some of the some of his goals that he scored are, um, as Joe might say, dojesc. So I don't think they're exactly um,
2: screaming quality. Hey, if it once it hits the back of the net, that's the most. That's, Im- that that's the most important thing. But you do you do worry for Thistle because you, you know something. Uh, you've made a really good point there where you said, "Ah, well, well are in the division, yeah. our brothers in the division. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up with them yeah. soon." Doesn't it work like that? You know, you, you talk this. This is me when um, like when Falkirk's relegation last year. Uh, there was a perception that you've got Aloe. Well, we've got Alloa You know, yeah. but then but then you compare that mentality to Alloa who you compare it? So Alo and our both will go in that same mentality where everyone will be like, "Well, we, we, we folk think they can beat us." Andy Graham, when I interviewed him for the for the Pele podcast a couple of months ago, he, he 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 was like that. They they used those as motivation. Yeah. There was something that a, a, a Falkirk player said it was like, "We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be getting beat by our, yeah. and that's that's all the motivation they needed. Thing that they, that we they don't think we should be in the same pitch as them. That's yeah. the motivation they need. Mentality is a huge thing. Our both will have gone at that division, think we we're, we're favourites to go down. Well, that's not going to happen to us we'll, we'll, and, we'll prove people wrong Alaw will be the same mm-hmm. thing Peter Grant will be telling them folk will, folk think you're a yeah. shite folk think you go out there and prove them wrong whereas Thistle it, 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 these are mm-hmm. the sort of things that they don't really hit home until it's t- until it's too late yeah.
1: and that's just it's such a common theme with relegations but it's also quite telling that our growth are not really featuring but people are talking about you know, talking, who's we're going to we're go down. you were talking yeah.
2: about the mini league in fact you didn't even say them you didn't no. even mention them
1: whereas um, Having seen Aloha and Morton and Queen of the South and Thistle this season, the thing that the other three teams have that Thistle don't have is a stodginess about them. Mm. And that often leads to, you know, very mediocre games, Bunch bad results them. for them. But it means that they can when they need to, they can try and just hammer things out or, you know, cling on to leads. Whereas Thistle just look a little bit the thing, thing, like, They watching, twist in the wind.
2: Watching the highlights, like Dunfermline didn't look all that hot either. It wasn't like it wasn't yeah. like they were, they were cut through. And obviously, you talk about the man advantage, but Dunfermline looked functional more than anything else. Obviously, yeah. it's terrible thing to say that a guy scores four goals uh, <laughs> against you. How was Nisbet's performance? He's all right. Yeah. I, I, you know. I saw the thing as well that that, that was doing the rounds as well. Some supporters were saying that oh, she never got rid of Kevin Nisbet and stuff like that. But I mean, let's be honest, I mean Thistle were well within the rights to get rid of Nisbet at that point. So
1: I think the other thing that we shouldn't ignore with Thistle is um what's going on off the park as well. Yes, it, it of does course. seem to be quite positive in the Paul Goodwin's um, involved. It did seem to be quite positive. <laughs> um, it was um, obviously there was a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, there was yeah, a time yeah. when it looked like they were going to be bought by the consortium that owns Reading,
2: I think. I don't, I it don't know.
1: Um, it, Obviously, that's not who's bought them now. It's um, Colin Weir. Colin Weir. I was going to call him Peter Weir for some reason. <laughs> um, it's Colin Weir that's bought them uh, under the guise of uh, the Black Cat, TBC. I like what he's done there. Uh-huh. That's the name of the holding company, and he's going to hand it over to the fans. Um, and I think that there's. Uh, Air of cautious optimism about that, but I think there's some Thistle fans who are still very unsure about the f- f- the whole thing. And a it's, it's thing, great. I in, know, it's, it's a funny one. Yeah,
2: it comes, like, it's like the is great in theory, but I think when it comes down to it, you kind of want elected people who kind of know how to run. i say I'm talking yeah. about Arctic Thistle who, who have been the way they've been run to be shy for the last few years. But yeah. you kind of, I think it's one of those things good in theory, yeah. but. You, you want people who know what they're doing to, to be in charge and to for that to be their job and to, to pick up all the shite wee jobs and and, stuff.
0: and to look for outside investment as well, uh, to have those connections. Mm. So you look, look, look look at hearts. I mean, everyone goes, Oh, it's great, 8,000 fans paying uh, money in the club. That, that is great, but there's there's people, despite the, a lot of hearts fans will have criticism mm-hmm. of these people at the board level, but they've brought in outside investment. They've got totally. the, the qualities as uh, to, to, to manage a business which a football club.
2: Is Monday well, to, to Friday. To be fair, though, if you if one of your the guy who's buying it's a Euro Millions winner, who's a supporter of the team, then you're kind of off to a pretty decent yeah. start. Yeah.
0: Start there, but it's more it's more looking kind of medium But long term how that how that's sustainable.
2: Be funny if uh, like Colin Weir goes the same yeah. way as that weird guy who uh, Dominic Keane brought in at Livingston. You know the lottery winner and just all his money was frittered away at <laughs> <with> Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that Brazilian manager I
1: mean on <laughs> one, one other Small stat to chuck out there That I didn't you You're realize. just trying to prolong this to I am to, So for Dundee It can just be we're fifth But we'll recover <laughs> um, um, One other stat That surprised me Was I think um, Fans are willing to give McConnell a, a lot of time He um, Obviously he's, yeah, he's He has missed a part At Thistle, yeah. Despite wearing The United track He's in yeah, training yeah. Work at one point um, But there's only been Two um, managers Who have not had a connection To Thistle as a player Or coach In the last 25 years Well actually
2: Can we guess who they are uh, Dick Campbell Yes Right And the other one <laughs> Gary Cole
1: Yes um, Done There you go <laughs> um, So I think that Bringing McCall back Is part of that thing Of almost giving Thistle back To the fans But I think it's still You remind,
2: me of, you remind me of Bane In The Dark Knight Riser Gotham is wrong.
0: What a shite that movie So You, you mentioned Gotham yeah. Dundee <laughs> <laughs> Who they're twinned with. Oh, right, I'm, I'm going to read true? it. that
2: That's not true. Coffin's a fictional <laughs> city. I can't even believe I had to say that now. Can can, it
1: I, can I read out some statistics before I get onto to the, the narrative? of I you know Gary,
0: I'm not, not getting any questions. I about any not uh, know. I just, just like, made no
2: notion the it. I literally wrote Gary.
1: <laughs> take the floor. So we've played 15 games mm-hmm. uh, this season. Um, league games, I should say. We have only four clean sheets in the league. We've only taken two points from losing positions. We have lost three points from a winning position, which was the game against Thistle, or the capitulation. Um, we are fifth in the league for goals, scored third for shots, fifth for shots on target, second bottom for f- second bottom for fouls, because we're soft as shite. Um, we've had more, pos- but yet despite this, we've had more possession than opponents in all but one game. We've had a higher possession average than any other team in the division, and we've, but only in one game have we committed more fouls, which was the last derby, which was an absolute travesty. Um, oh, that was a yeah, kicking match um, that. And if and this is the final stat, if we don't take three points on Saturday, James McPape will have the worst win percentage of any first division slash championship Dundee manager since Alan Cairnaghan. So, Bomber well, you used Bre- to like Cairnaghan? You he you? was no. awful. And um, one of my mates actually pulled together. Uh, I think he spray painted a bed sheet, which demanded Cairnaghan was sacked. Um, which you can still Love find it. somewhere. What was um,
2: the big deal with Kiernan coming Would like Kiernan?
1: Oh, he was just terrible. Uh, right. Dundee finished, I think, sixth the season that he was so right. That would have been 5-06, d- 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 oh, oh, I think. Right. Um, so, just oh, terrible. Yeah. Um, Bomber Brown, Alex Ray, Gordon Chisholm Jockey Scott. <laughs> um, some shit. I Chisholm. know. Um, if you go through our managers <laughs> of a decade, it's awful, but they were all sacked <laughs> with worse, sorry, with better stats than James McPake's had so far. So, basically, to sum it up, we are... Mid-table, um, we're incredibly soft, we're not scoring goals. His formation has been found out um, by other teams. formation? Formation now is a four-two-three-one. Um, 2 You say now because he's changed a lot. He, he chops and changed it a little bit. Against Cove in the Betfred Cup, he tried a f- diamond four-four-two. Um, 4 I do think that might actually be the solution. and One of the reasons for that is that... The one good thing that McPake, it's good the one mixed bag that you can give McPake is his recruitment. So obviously, without him and um, Dorans wouldn't be at the mm-hmm. club um, because he's mates with McPake. Kane Hemmings might not have come back as well. And um, Dundee he was down south. I think he was quite happy down south, um, but he was convinced to um, come back. He was supposed to challenge Shanklin for the Golden Boot in the Championship. <laughs> um, so if you have a look at his recruitment, there's been a few good signs. I'd say that um, Jordan Marshall from Queen of the South. Uh, has been a good acquisition, although he now has a hamstring injury which is Bill causing Bill issues. His place. Sean uh, Markey from Hibs, oh, no. um, who we can come on to later. Um, Declan McDade has had a bit of a mix. He did get player of the month in October, um, but he's he's a winner. So he's what, not one of, what of the fans
2: and the kind of impression I've got from watching the the Dundee Dundee games that they're kind of no, not too sure of him?
1: Of McPake or M- McDade? Yeah, uh, McDade. McDade. I'd say. Um, you can almost divide the season in two. Before I tweeted, McDade has had a shite game against our broth, get him off. And after That's that, great, because yeah. he then scored about five minutes after that and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, the problem with McDade is that up until we signed Dorans, he was basically the only possible supply line. For our attack And obviously didn't always come off He likes to try and beat his man several times over no, um which, getting a fucking box Yeah it doesn't always end well um, So the reason I was talking about Potentially Diamond four four two Is that McPake's recruitment um, Has resulted in us having A plethora of central midfielders It's like Paul Hartley's back at the club um, We have three wingers um, All of whom finish the game against I think it was the game against part Thistle actually Um and the only one of which he trusts really is McDade. Um Josh Todd was Jim McIntyre's only signing um on a, a pre-contract um back in January, February from Queen of the South. He's not really been used that much. And we have Josh McPakin on loan from Rangers who He was
0: he's highly thought of, I was
1: when he signed for us on Deadline Day, and I thought that was a really good signing because we needed a winger, um, and he was highly thought of. He's in the Scotland setup as well. Um obviously not the The main team But he is There or thereabouts Scored against Germany Mm -hmm. I think um, A few months ago The 19s I'm sorry Um, But he's not really done much But he's not really had much Of a chance either He's got 10-15 minutes Here or there Um, So the problem is That you've got a totally Unbalanced midfield Where he's got to try and fit in Dorans Sean Byrne Who's maybe underwhelmed Slightly and um, I thought he'd been a great signing for Livingston. Everybody did, and I think he's not been that bad. But he's not been the sort did of midfield metronome what, but you think, Do you
2: think that that he worked really well in that Livingston team because of the guys he had around? Them, you know, like Scott Pittman and um, Jacobs as well. You know, they formed yeah. a sort of. Is it Kyle Jacobs? Is it Kyle Jacobs? Keegan, Keegan Jacobs. Jacobs yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Start that again with Kiro, Keegan Jacobs, Pittman, yeah. and Burn, and there was a real sort of like they they, were, they were all really complimented yeah. one Do you think you sort of you take him out of it and put him into use? You're kind of asking them to do the same thing, but you can't get necessarily the players and around them. To this do is that. the
1: thing; it's trying to find that midfield balance. So uh, Finlay Robertson's a highly rated, um, sort of combative defensive midfielder. He fell out of the team, although I think fans are now clamouring for him to come back in. Jamie Ness has been injured for most of the season. Believe you it or surprised not, surprise me. Yeah, um, so that was a good use of the budget. Um, so you've got Byrne, Ness, Robertson, McGarran, Dorans, um, and. One who has already slipped my mind. There's too many central midfielders. <laughs> is the point, um, which then on,
0: is affected. So, which has affected the strikers because you've yes. got four, three, four strikers. We have
1: three strikers and we have a fourth on trial at the moment. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we've got Kane Hebings, who have already mentioned Andrew Nelson, who was um, sort of trailed on the left of that three behind Hebings. Mm-hmm. For a bit until we realised that just was never going to work And Danny Johnson who And this is I think one of Dundee fans' biggest bugbears Whenever he has played for Dundee He has scored, he's looked dangerous But for whatever reason he's fallen out of it Um, He fell out of the team after the 6-2 Derby defeat um, Which was a bit unfair um, Because he did score a goal which was offside in the first 10 minutes Given us offside in the first 10 minutes I'm not better, I'm not holding on to it Um, (laughs) And since then we've just had heavens up top on his own um, Even when it's not looked like he's going to do anything so there's
2: a Is he the sort of player that can can work as a one up front? No because his best time was with Greg, Sh- sure. Greg
0: Stewart is a
1: Yeah. Um so I thought you were talking about Johnson for a second. <laughs> Interestingly he he's he's been in the courier this week, um, with what I think a lot of people have interpreted as veiled Frustration and not actually getting to play. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Do be feel like that's what you kind of want for players? Though you yeah. should be annoyed that you're, you're not getting, you're not playing.
1: Yep. So it's difficult because trying to accommodate all of these midfielders um, and trying to find some sort of balance on the wings, which we don't have, has meant we've only played one up top. And McPake has been loath to take Kane Hemmings off. At the back, we've been a bit more stable, but the option. Stable, as in in terms of who we choose. Yeah, <laughs> not, not fucking good. Yeah. Can no, we about it. Not in terms of who's there. So Kami um, Kerr is. He'll be a Montrose player.
2: Yeah, honestly, see if he was I he would, would just, go with Peterhead because he was on loan at right, Peterhead. See, once, fact yeah. I, I haven't seen Cammy Kerr. I watched when was the last time I seen when he played uh, Dundee United. on yeah. BT, I was looking and thinking if he wasn't a Dundee fan, it wasn't so popular
1: they'd be, like, not on your... The Angus he, with you. He's the East Coast Tony Ralston, basically. Oh, wow. Um, so you've got him, uh, Jordan Marshall, who um, we've really missed him. He's been out for three games and we've lost three on the bounce, and I think that does genuinely tell the story because when you've got McDade on the right, Marshall basically just bombs up the left and it is a quasi-winger. Um, but then in the middle of defence, we've got uh, Jordan McGee, who has actually been the good signing and he's been decent um, and who... Joel is Joel. I've not seen you smile this much in ages. Jordan Forster, just
2: go for it. <laughs>
0: finally, <laughs> finally. So I actually wanted to talk. So the reason we the Queen of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 The yeah, yeah, reason yeah. my face when you said Ooh, the defense oh. was stable was uh, me, the reason I contorted my face was because. Every time I watched the defence, is like, what, what are your defenders doing? What have your defenders oh. been doing for decades? Like, last season was an aberration, oh, and then you go to the Queen of the South game, the first goal, Dobie is, Mark I was going say Mark McGee, would have been better with Mark McGee, Jordan McGee <laughs> <We>. <laughs> tries to nick the ball better off him, McGee. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it was just so basic, All then right. the winning goal... Oh, yeah It's hilarious! Oh, like, see, see, watching the high, watch the highlights back. I actually don't think they cut from sort of they like the, from uh, Dundee no. scoring the goal. The camera just goes back to the <laughs> middle of the pitch, the Queen's kick I, off.
1: And I mean, I can. This is absolutely not defence, but I think what his reasoning was was that was, as you can tell, very deep into injury time. So had he just bleached the ball out at that point the referee would have blown up. It would have been full-time. He was maybe thinking, we could still get three points here, as kind of Clearly did, but he was waving everybody back. So he clearly thought, all I'll do is control this. Jordan Forster's got a real on for um, trying to chip the ball forward. It really annoys me. But he clearly thought, I'll you know, take this down, look up, and I'll just hit it forward and hope that we can create something. It did look but like he was,
0: was like a switch in his mind. He uh, yeah. just went and he went, I'm now Franco Beresi. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Watch me play.
1: I mean, I actually... I burst out laughing, which um, similar to I think Fowler talks on the Patreon about how when Marvin Bartley scored against Hearts, he started laughing, and then he remembered (laughs) where he was and very quickly stopped. And I was the exact same; uh, it was just it was ridiculous.
0: The booing that followed that goal, Mm -hmm. and then the full time whistle that whistle that arrived barely seconds later was was incredible. I was timing it, and it just just when I thought it stopped, it just kept on going for over over a minute. Mm -hmm. And it was like almost like a kinda like a singing telegram uh, group. Once 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 one member had stopped singing, another one just joined, uh, just started up again. So that's what that was like they were like booing. So there's one, one group stopped, another picked up, and it kinda just went around the stadium.
1: And I mean it was toxic at the end, and I think this is one of the big issues for because is it is make or break for him against our broth on Saturday. I think if he loses,
2: he could get the job. We Which is
1: it? our both at Gayfield.
2: You know something, that our, our both will be going to that game thing. We yep. don't have much to worry about here. Yep, I have backed
1: our both in my SPFL predictor. Um, I think they'll win easily. Um, we just were totally bereft of confidence at the moment. McPake is not alone in that. Um, he's obviously the assistant is Jimmy Nichol um, and Gordon Strachan's upstairs in a director of football role. The idea behind that was when Nelm's appointed McPake, he made a big thing of you know we're going wide, we're going to find the best guy we can. And they chapped on the youth coach's door and went, do you fancy the gig? Um, and I think to to quell some of the Dundee fans' frustrations, I, I thought we were going to, you know, go out and try and find somebody for this. Um, what he, uh, what John Nelms, uh, who runs the club did, was uh, decided, right, I'll bring in Gordon Strachan, bring in Jimmy Nicol. So there's an experienced assistant there. He's got, you know, for a Scotland manager, upstairs you can go to for advice. And this will be a project for us. You know, James might not get us promoted this season. But, you know, you'll get us in the playoffs fighting for it. If we do come up short, you'll have the next season and might go for it. Is, is that um, acceptable?
2: Is, is not we're getting promotion acceptable? It depends on the way it happens. So, <laughs> I Say think, you finish in fourth place. Say you finish, you're, you're like, you're, you're 18 points off. Dundee United won the division, 18 yeah. points off and You lose... All the derby games against it was not conceivable when I mean, you've lost the, the previous two. Mm-hmm. You finish eight then you you play. I don't know. You play Inverness, Inverness, and you get beaten. You win the first leg, but then they beat you two 0 yep. in the leg, and you, so that's you out of the playoffs in the quarterfinals. Is that does that constitute a
1: successful season? It depends on who you ask. If you ask the fans, absolutely not, um, because the problem is that we imagine that if that is the situation where we do somehow manage to finish fourth. McPake will probably still be in post I don't think Dundee fans would accept that I think the only way that McPake would have a job at the end of the season Is if he does rally a little bit And gets the team up to Third, hopefully second um, I think that's really the only option
0: One last question before we finish it well, It's it's one question Well two questions wrapped in one Would you sack James McPake Now And if so would you take Martin McGee Oh You know what
1: I would. Can I give you my reason for this? <laughs> I, can can, can, I, hope
0: can, you, I hope you were going to say this. It, all can,
1: can I give you my reason for this? We've got Motherwell in the Scottish Cup. If a Mark McGee-led Dundee side in the Championship puts social media wizards Motherwell out of the Scottish Cup, I cannot wait to see that story of the match. And I cannot wait... In my phone, in our WhatsApp Terrace podcast chat, I have starred every single message from Graham Thrill <laughs> where, <laughs> where he got on his high horse, went all Billy Big Balls, and went, oh, can't wait for the next round draw. And he's probably right. But that hope, that hope, that is what I would cling to. Um, I mean, going on to what uh, Craig was asking me about, you know, what would be acceptable for Dundee fans, I think what they would want to see is, you know, Actually, a couple of signings in January. We need to sign um, a left-sided player who can probably cover left-back and left midfield because we've got Sean Mackey on one from Hibs. um, Put it this Mm -hmm. way, he is is not going to be the next Lewis Stevenson. I'll I'll be kind. Um, So we need to sign a left-sided player. We need to sign a new centre-back as well because um, Meekins is just out of it now completely. Um, And if nothing else, we need cover. Um, well Forster needs to be that cover And he needs to never be used But we need to have another centre back in there um, And we do probably still It pains me to say it but we need something to link Midfield and attacks at the moment You've got McDade and Graham Dorans has you know, Slid in a few reverse passes but There's still not really, there's a real disconnect Between attack and midfield that needs to be fixed um, So I think Need to see that, need to climb up the league A little bit more and need to just get back Some dignity in the derbies because the 6-2 was a 10-minute spell, like against Parth Thistle, of just falling to pieces. Um, but the performance, other than that, wasn't terrible. The 2-0 was, op- was awful. Yeah, really it was much worse. It thing. was just, there was no shots on target, which... Um, has been A you, common you, team In you, the last few look weeks You like a bunch Of
2: hammer throwers See some yeah. of the tackles That went in there I was surprised That there, that there was no uh, Red cards in that game Because some yeah. of the fouls I, I can't remember specifics But there was a few uh, There a few was the of, Nelson tackle The Nelson tackle You're like Oh that's That's yeah. just That's really uh, rum
1: And there's nobody Actually in our midfield That's doing a Callum Butcher type role Of actually just Controlling the midfield And just throwing bodies About a bit mm-hmm. I think There's difference
2: Ro- Between throwing bodies About and just like, like yeah. Snapping people mm-hmm. For the, yeah. the sake of it uh,
1: I think Finley Robertson Could do that for us I think he'll be key going forward. Um, so finding a way to fit him in along with Dorans And hopefully rejuvenated Burn Might help but really to be honest We're out of the playoff spot If we lose against our broth at the weekend we go to 6th maybe even 7th um, And it's just looking absolutely miserable
0: Love it <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening That's us for tonight We will be back on Monday We are about to go and record a Patreon uh, Just a mailbag some mailbag questions good questions some good questions questions, uh, hopefully some good answers as well you Um, can (laughs) not mine you can check us on Twitter Facebook uh, the website um, Whatever If you've still not watched it, A View from the Terrace Is up until Friday evening It's oh, yeah. a fucking good episode It's I good thought episode.
2: Was the I, I I thought they see the last three eight, 8, 9, 10 I thought they were all, they were all yeah. Really really good episodes And you have uh, Of course Marvin Bartley Is on the show And
0: Having What's happened This week <laughs> uh, on, on on Wednesday Him scoring at Tynecastle Castle Makes it probably more funny well, The best thing they,
2: they cut out so much good stuff I know know yeah. that, that, why they did it But, but we, we were with Marvin Bartley For about 50 minutes Close to an hour with him And it was just Some laugh And he's a funny Funny guy And
0: One of the One of the things That I thought where it Was going to get kept in Was him saying that uh, You asked him What kind of animal he would be And he says He would be an eagle So he could fly over Tinecastle Castle And shell in it <laughs> Yeah Petty, I like it. Yeah, But
2: everything um, sort of came back to how much he doesn't like us. You've got to say fair play. You were know, something that has no connection to Scottish football other than pitching up, was in 2014 he started playing. Yeah, 2014, f- 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 Yeah, After his yeah. first championship yeah, season. Yeah, yeah got, you just simply have to say fair play
1: to him. I was really hoping to see um, you introduce Rob to him.
2: Ha! The thing right. is, uh, they, met, they met afterwards and it was uh, they, 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 they got a great, but. There's a bit when he mentioned there yeah, There's a guy in here yeah. who's, like, who's slagging me off, <laughs> and I could just see Rob sort <laughs> <kind> of <laughs> slink down in his chair. high <laughs> very, very funny. Go get it. Say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.